Hi everyone, it's season two! Hi everyone, it's season two! You're welcome to the Carefully Created Podcast with Bissola and I'm so excited to have you here on season two of this podcast. It's been an amazing journey since the month of March and I had to go on like a long break during the summer because I had to travel for research. But I'm so glad to be back here. I'm so glad to be here for season two. And I'm so glad that you're here joining me on this journey of identity. If you're new here, you're most definitely welcome. Please like this video, um, subscribe and share as well so that we'll have more people join the family and be part of this journey of identity. So now to today's topic, we're going to do what I call Christian trivia. I think, I don't know if there's something like that already. Anyways, and my question really is, who is the most beefed couple in the entire Bible history, Christian history, and so on? Yeah, your guess is as good as mine, Adam and Eve. And I know that a lot of us have beef with these guys because they're like, you guys, you guys just plunged us into wahala unplanned wahala right i probably should be chilling in the garden of eden and just living my best life right now but no you didn't know what to eat and what not to eat and mr adam even if eve fell and you know she was deceived and all of that adam what happens to you like so a lot of people have like different categories of beef with adam and eve and most times when I read that passage in scripture, the Bible tells us about how they had been worshiping with God. God had given instructions. I mean, from Genesis 1 to, no, from Genesis 2 through Genesis 3. Um, and then the serpent came and said, just doing evil. Did God say, and that one is like, ah, God, this is, I said, you know, engaging in conversation, right? That's not the topic for today, so I'll just run through it. Um, and then eventually both of them fail. And I find that God came down in the midst of their fallen state and the Bible says that they heard the sound of God walking in the garden and he said to them to them Adam where are you and you know because it was Adam that God gave the instructions so and called him I was like ah, guy Alpha where are you guys and then Adam said oh we heard your voice and we hid ourselves and all of that the thing is i've heard from different preachers and pastors about how and it's something i actually believe about how when god was i mean is the omnipotent omniscient omnipresent god he's the almighty god it wasn't like he didn't know that they were hiding i, I mean you didn't you, you didn't meet them when you used to meet them so of course no matter what would have happened god knew that something was off and because of his nature as God, being omniscient, he knew that they had fallen off the mark. He knew that they had gone wrong. He knew that they had erred, right? And it didn't stop him from saying, guys, where are you guys? And like I was saying, I've heard a lot of preachers say that he wasn't asking that question as a sense of inquiry. It was more of um, inspection so to speak right and i say inspection because it's not necessarily oh i don't know where you are is that i want you to tell me where you are i want to see where your heart is so it's more of a heart inspection you have erred you have done wrong i feel like 
if Adam and Eve had come to God and said, you know what, we we we're not even hiding. You know what, um, we did this. We've we've heard you gave this instruction. We fell off the wagon. We are sorry. Have mercy on us. Forgive us. We're sorry. I mean, of course, they, they probably did not understand mercy and all of that, but they understood the nature of God because they had been they had been fellowshipping with Him every evening since creation, since they were created. So they they knew the person of this God right and I, I believe that if they had come out to say we messed up we're sorry please forgive us have mercy the story of humanity would have gone a different route and it's very easy for me now to come and talk all these things and say oh if only they have if only they have but the truth is most times as Christians when we feel like we have fallen off the wagon, when we feel like we have done something that we shouldn't have done, when we feel like we have not shown up the way we should have shown up in the world, when we feel like, in fact, sometimes it's not even you falling off the wagon. Sometimes it is that life has happened to you and things have happened that make you overwhelmed. Um, circumstances have come at you and situations that you couldn't handle yourself better. So in situations where you knew better, you didn't do better. There are times when it is just a, a, a sickening sense of overwhelming fear and, and I don't know, it's just a very tacky feeling. And sometimes I feel that way. That's the reason why I'm sharing this. I remember, and there's a testimony to this, so I'm going to say the story and share the testimony. So. I remember sometime two weeks ago, I was, my heart was very, very heavy. My heart was very heavy. And most times when I'm, when, when I feel this sense of heaviness, a lot of things that happened to me, a lot of things that happened or are going on with me, my family, and a lot of things are just, were just coming at me at that time. And honestly, the good Christian thing to do would have been to just go on my knees and to talk to God about it which is the good christian thing to do but sometimes Bissola is not necessarily the perfect christian girl instead like adam and eve i hide i hide in silence and i'm just there like this is a lot i i i don't know if i can carry this at this time i don't know if i can bear this at this time and it's heavy and so i just hide in silence i i don't even say anything I, I just keep quiet and i'm silent and i'm not necessarily praying or doing any school blah, 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 blah. no i'm just quiet and in those times i literally hear god ask Usola, where are you and it has happened in different situations and so this last period this last situation that happened two weeks ago it took about a week and i kept hearing the voice of god calling out to me and then i had to tell him that lord all of these things are happening i like in my silence it's not necessarily that i am the fact that i'm not actively scabashing on this the times i'm just like god the times like i'm like help me and he said so like, do you know that those little help me hey god I hear <laughs> and he was telling me about how the problem with us not speaking is because we're afraid to be vulnerable with God we're afraid to say this is a lot I don't know how to come out of it help me sometimes we're so afraid that 
this spirit of heaviness can i trust god to exchange this spirit of heaviness for the oil of gladness i know he said it but there was a time that that didn't happen so can i trust that this will happen this time and like the leper in the bible were asking jesus oh see let me tell you something i've been here for a while i when Jesus said, oh, do you think you'll be made whole? And I was like, see, if you will, I will be made whole. And Jesus was like, oh, I'm willing to make you whole. And sometimes he's saying the same thing to us. I will, I, I am willing to make you whole. And sometimes because of the things that we have experienced, some people for 38 years, some people for so long, some people God has called for somebody is like, oh, I've made you a, let's say a writer and you are going to write books that will transform minds. But you're just writing your final year thesis and it's like writer's block. And then you start to ask yourself that me, me that I can't even finish 50 pages of thesis. Is it me that I want to be a writer that will transform the world? And sometimes those things try to hold us back. And God is saying that it's okay to be vulnerable with me to say this is heavy. It's okay to tell me that in this time I don't know what's going on. I don't think I, I, I'm, I'm unable to carry this. Or like I said earlier, life is happening and you're like I'm unable to carry this. And when I opened up myself to say, God, I know that this is heavy. Help me. When I started saying, God, help me, as opposed to just hiding in silence, He was like, Yeah, I've been waiting for you to call me call me the name of the lord is a strong tower the righteous run into it they are saved call me and then from then on it started to tell me so let's see all those sighs i heard all those heavy the the maybe not heaviness of hearts the the heavy signs and the and the silent prayers that you were making it said that instead of telling me about you know how the bible says in romans chapter 8 that even even your your wordless sighs hears and all things are working together for your good because you love God and you are called according to his purpose and I'm going to get there and so he, he started talking to me about all of these things and let me tell you something guys <laughs> honestly good me <laughs> I was about to say one lie <laughs> but honestly in less than 24 hours within the day I started feeling joy. You know, the Bible talks about joy, joy unspeakable, full of glory. I literally started feeling that. All the heaviness was gone. It was as if knowing that I started telling me about how I'm with you always. He started talking to me about himself as Yahweh, as my source. I started talking to me about how even your breath calls my name. Hey, this is God. See, when I saying all of those things to me, it gave me assurance. And so when God says, where are you? He's not, he's not asking, Topper, where are you? Grace, where are you? Daniel, where are you? He's not asking those questions. He's not asking you that to condemn you. It's like, if you can exchange your vulnerability for my strength, because it is in your weakness that my strength is made perfect. So let's, let's do a, you know, you know, let's do a strength exchange. The Bible says that Jesus told us, he was teaching at some point and was like, take my yoke upon me. Take, take my yoke upon you. See, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. You will find rest to your soul. He's, when he says those things in scriptures, he means them. And I understand absolutely that sometimes it's not because, see, it's just what I'm saying all of these things now. The truth is, 
that two weeks ago when i was feeling that that, that sense of heaviness i knew all of these things so sometimes it's not about you not knowing the God that you have. Sometimes it's that we need to remind ourselves and we need to open the door for him to remind us. And he's such a gracious father and he will. I said I was going to get back to something. Now, maybe because I've been watching The Chosen, you know. Simon, Peter, my guy, <laughs> is one character in in the gospels and even in the whole of the new testament that i'm beginning to find i mean I've, I've always liked peter right because i'm just like this guy that walked on water peter was always my bible crush ish but i was like this guy this guy like there are a couple of them peter joseph david you know a couple of them but peter my, my fascination about peter was always him walking on water because i'm like this guy you just said i was you tell me to come I, you, oh my liar, you have chest. <laughs> but with God, it wasn't it wasn't just that. And he started showing me something else about Peter very recently. He said about Peter, Peter knew better, right? In fact, not just that he knew better, he knew better because at the last supper, Peter had come, oh, see over my dead body lie lie they will not carry you away from me in fact it will not happen under my watch who do them be where them day right <laughs> where them and he had you know he had made a lot of mouth and jesus said see peter the devil has sought to sift you as a witch in fact he told him he said it will not reach the cock will the cock will not even crow before you would disappoint me before you would um deny me three times and Peter must have looked at himself that he owe me. And like I said, maybe because I'm watching Chosen, I see, I, I, well, I, I learn a lot with, with th th things that I see, right? And so I'm seeing how, and going back to scriptures, because the scripture is always the basis of anything I believe, right? Going back to scriptures, I see how Peter always took it upon himself to defend the Lord. And so it wasn't because Peter didn't know or didn't didn't know better or he didn't love God or he didn't it wasn't it wasn't spiritual or it wasn't good enough. He he I feel like in fact Peter would have actually given his life for Christ something like that because you know how he was always gingering when it when it came to Jesus's matter to the point that he caught somebody's ear. That I mean, it never just anybody a Roman soldier. You want to die? But he showed his level of dedication to the master and to Jesus Christ as Lord. And he showed how much he loved the Lord. But when it came the time to do better, he fell his own hand and fell God's hand. But can you really fall God's hand? Because when Jesus resurrected and he went to meet the disciples, he was like, guys, where is Peter? He said, in fact, when he resurrected, he told Mary, he said, go and tell the disciples and Peter. Because he knew that Peter had gone to hide he knew that peter was so disappointed that he had fallen his hand and he had fallen the hand of christ who loves him so much that he 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 hid in what he knew best he hid in his defaults and for peter well for me my default is silence for peter his default was fishing and so jesus was very deliberate to say go and tell the disciples and peter and when they did not find Peter, Jesus went to look for him by himself. See, God is so deliberate about us that he will come to look for you. He will come, he, he loves us so much. He takes his, 
his position as Lord, Father, friend, God over our lives so dearly and responsibly that he would not let you just fall to the ground like that. No. And so he went to look for Peter and on getting to Peter, I mean, he knew where to meet him. For me, he met me in my silence. For Peter, I met him by the, by the water side, right? Fishing. And for Peter, he was like, guy, after all is said and done, do you love me? <sighs> See, sometimes it's like we forget that we also love the Lord. And we only think that it is important that God loves us. Oh, God loves me. Oh, God loves me. Oh, God loves me. But if you go back to that Romans chapter 8 that I had mentioned about earlier, the Bible says that it is those who love the Lord. And so it was Jesus Christ literally saying, Guy, it matters that you love me. I know that you messed up, but it matters to me that you love me. And I know that you're hiding now, but it matters to me that you love me. And so it was just two things that, that was on the heart of Jesus at that point. To ask him a question and to give him an instruction. Do you love me? And Peter was like, God, see, you know that I love you. you that's, that should not be in question. You know that I love you. And just said, feed my sheep. First, it was like, feed my lamb, feed my lamb, feed my sheep. See, no matter how bad things get, when God looks at you, he looks at you as he created you. He looks at you, at you as, as he called you. Not, he, doesn't, he, don't, he doesn't see you in that despondent state that you think you are. He doesn't see you in that situation of nothingness. It doesn't see you in that overwhelming state. It sees you as he has called you. So it's like, guy, I know who I called you. You are. I told you that you are Peter. You are rock. And upon that revelation that you had, I will build my church. You are, it's you. You are going to be the one to, you know, I'm going to use you as rock to build my church. I'm going to use you. And so, I. you love me? Feed my sheep. You love me? Feed my lamb. And so with us as well, do you love me? And some, sometimes we're like, you know that I love you. And it's like, that's all that counts. You love me. Number one, my own love is everlasting, constant. Okay. So if you love me, all things are working for your good. If you love me, then you will come out of this writer's block. If you love me, then you will be that producer I said you will be. If you love me, then I will supply all your needs according to, you, to my riches and glory. If you love me, I will do all of these things. I will heal you. And you will not only be, in fact, I begin, I see you as, as you are, not where you are right now. I see you as healed. And so when God is calling you, it's like, oh, you love me, you are healed. And it doesn't matter that it looks like it, me healed with all this sickness ravaging my body right now. And so to my testimony, I went to the hospital and liver function that was skyrocketing and the doctors were already shaking. The woman looked at me and she was like, your liver function is, is, is not just within normal range. It's, <laughs> it's not low, but it is so normal no more blood tests for you everyone was so excited and the doctor and the interpreter were meal and i was just like thank you jesus i see you not just as healed i see you as a healer 
did you love me? You might have been quiet for a while, but I know what I placed inside of you. You are going to be the healer that will heal generations. You heal their bodies, you heal their souls, you heal their minds. I know who I called you to be. So you love me, heal. I called you to be a deliverer. I see you delivered and I also see you as a deliverer. Do you love me, deliver? That's how God works with us. That's how God works with us. And so to faith and vulnerability, don't be afraid to be vulnerable with God. Don't be afraid to tell him that it hurts. Don't be afraid to tell him I messed up. Sometimes the devil is so wicked. It's not even sometimes. That is um, He's so wicked that he wants to keep you in that. <sighs> like Judas. Yes, let me use that example. Because uh, I'm going to say something that will be inappropriate. So yeah, like Judas. You'd have said, oh God, I've, I've, I've messed up. And instead of coming back to God, he took his own life. So God will always look for you in the, the fact that you still love him. It will come to meet you there. And so you have to have faith that he's willing to walk with you. Even in the midst of that, not doing better. Because Jesus did not talk about what happened. He did not say, oh, guy, boy, you messed up. Ah, you fall my hand. Guy, you know, you, you know, try. Mm -mm. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my lamb. Lamb. <laughs> so, guys, have faith that even in your vulnerability, God will come for you. Let your vulnerability, your, your vulnerability lead you in faith to the one who is able to make you whole again. Don't let your vulnerability make you hide from God to the point where you can't go to him for help. And for those who might be listening to me to this point and you're like, ah, that sounds nice, but I really don't know who this Jesus is. I don't have this kind of relationship. Then let me introduce you to someone who loves us so much that he gave himself for us, Jesus. So if you're not saved, I invite you to Christ who bled and died and gave his own life that you will have life eternal. It starts from there. This love relationship that I'm talking about where you can exchange your vulnerability for faith starts from there, starts from a relationship with God. And God has made this possible through Christ Jesus our Lord. So I invite you today, if you're not saved, to say, Lord Jesus, I receive you into my heart. I, I, I renounce all my sins and I, I accept Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus Christ, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my King. And just trust and believe that the Spirit of God now resides on your inside and you are saved. And for those of us who are saved, know that this God, this God has your back. He's got you. And so if you have watched to this point and you're not yet a part of the family, please do not forget to like subscribe and share thank you so much for being a part of this episode god bless you